Michael Oss from the Gazette, and we've got a special video cast slash podcast, whatever you want to call it today. We've got three-fourths of one of the state of Iowa's all-time great basketball families, the Bohannons. And Jordan Bohannon, of course, is about to play what presumably are his final two home games as a Hawkeye in the next few days. And I thought it would be fun and interesting to talk with his three brothers who all came before him at Linmar High School and all played Division I basketball, uh, have unique stories of their own. And all of them played for state championship teams at Linmar. And those were fun teams to watch and cover. I'll give a very quick intro of them, and then we'll let them talk. Jason's the oldest. He was Iowa's Mr. Basketball in 2006. Uh, set a Cedar Rapids Marion career scoring record that had stood for 33 years. Played in 133 games at Wisconsin. Was a was a you know significant player for them right off the bat. Played in four NCAA tournaments. Zach started his college career at Air Force and then finished it at Wisconsin and was a team captain on the Badgers 2014 Final Four team. And Matt played in 138 games at Northern Iowa and in his last two seasons played on teams that won NCAA tournament games and he had a wonderful career there. And then there's Jordan who I guess has some records at Iowa or something. I don't know. I've heard rumors about it uh you guys is he any good <laughs> we've always said he was the best one mike <laughs> <laughs> now that's true you i've read that you said that before he ever got to iowa and zach told me that before he played a game at iowa that he was going to be the best of the bunch uh, what made you guys say that well we always just thought he <laughs> we beat we beat him up so much when he was a younger kid playing basketball and uh, wouldn't let him on the court whenever he did. He always had something to prove himself. So I think he's kind of taken that to heart and, and, and done that through every stage of his athletic career. Uh, Matt, and Zach, uh, Matt and Zach, did you agree with that? Yeah, I would say the one thing that uh, – the one story, and Jason probably does a better job telling this than I would, but when we were younger, we used to have – or we still do have a concrete slab in our backyard, and that's where we always shot during the spring and summer months. And – uh, Jason and I and Matt would always go out there, whether it was playing one-on-one or shooting or whatnot. And Jordan was always the run of the family since he was so far behind being 10 years, 11 years um, younger than what Jason was. And he would always try to come tag along and play with us. And with him being so much younger, we ended up not letting him play a lot of the times. And he would always bring his ball out and just get in the way of our one hoop that we were shooting on. And Jason and I were infamous for taking his ball, kicking it into the cornfield behind our house. <laughs> and he would go run off and get it. And then he would go start and do it all over again and would start shooting. And then one of us would grab the ball and kick it back into the cornfield just to give us some extra time to play. So I think just by uh, default on all those little things that he had to put up with, just gave him the encouragement and enthusiasm to continue on with the, the fantastic career that he's had to this point. Uh Matt, what, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, I would uh, echo exactly what Jason and Zach said. I mean, I was a little bit closer to Jordan all those years. And um, as, as they could attest to, me and Jordan were always beating up on each other, mainly me beating up on him um, just because he was smaller. But, but yeah, he's, he's definitely reaped the rewards of, you know, following Jason, following Zach, and following myself. And um, he's seen a lot of experience come out of us three, and he's seen a lot of what to do and what not to do. And 
Um, I think the, the thing that Jordan has over all of us and Jason had a little bit of this, but he's just so mentally tough and mentally strong that um, he, he, he's been able to overcome anything that's come his way just because he, he's able to put his mind and, and get past it because of that. Well, I'll ask you a little bit later about what he has overcome physically, but uh, your family story, not the younger people who see this and hear this may not realize, but I mean, the name Bohannon has carried some weight sports-wise in this area for 40 years. Uh, your dad was a quarterback of Iowa's football team and played in a on a, the Iowa Rose Bowl team that kind of washed away years and years and years of losing at Iowa. And he stays in the area with your mom and he has four sons who become basketball players. Now, why did you all four drift to basketball and, and why wasn't there a football player in the bunch? Well, we played all sports growing up on things. Um, I mean, we were all multi-sport athletes, um, football, baseball, basketball. Um, I mean, I played all those sports through sophomore year on stuff, but I think just, you know, for whatever reason, we're, I migrated towards basketball because that was kind of the time when the Bulls in the 90s and Michael Jordan and everything like that, everyone wanted to be like Mike. And um, for whatever reason, basketball was just kind of that thing. And um, I had some success on it, was invited to some, you know, higher profile camps. And then that just kind of led to me migrating towards that and having to decide on which sport was going to be, you know, better for me on the long term on things. And that's kind of where basketball had. Um, so on that, I, and we always joke around too, we just say our dad got hit in the head too many times playing football and stuff <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, I think, I think more so than anything, it was just, it was a, it was something that was different and we all had a way that we could be competitive playing at the same time too. Uh, Mike, I want to add on that point is that, uh, Jason's exactly right. Jason kind of paved the pathway. Obviously he played, um, football in high school all the way through his sophomore year. But once he started to have that success on the basketball court and how good of a talent he was being a top 50 recruited player, uh, one of the unique stories and cool stories that we had as a family growing up was Jason got invited to the Nike Elite Camp. And there was some guy on his team at that time when they divvied out the team, some guy named Kevin Durant. <laughs> and Michael Jordan was actually at one of those camps that he came since he was a big Nike um, a player, obviously a big, um, they've sponsored him. And um, so just to see those types of calibers, a player, a Kevin Durant when he was in high school, Michael Jordan, after his prime of his career, and this is what J Jason kind of led us to, and with th those types of successes on the court, with him being number 23, which later Matt ended up being 23 as well because of Michael Jordan, that's what led us to just stay on the basketball court. We saw all the success that Jason had, and we all just wanted to match what he did, and it just led from one to the other, and now we're seeing the fruits of the labor come through with Jordan. The, the, the family life, I, I cannot imagine. I mean, I, I uh, briefly talked to your dad at halftime up at Michigan Thursday night. And I, I asked him, what are you going to do when the season's over? I mean, how many miles? I, I bet it's not an exaggeration to say that your parents have traveled a million miles to see you guys play high school, AAU, and college games. What, what has this life been like? in the family. Matt, you want to take that one? Yeah, I, <laughs> Matt, if you don't want to answer anything, I'll answer them. Matt. No, <laughs> what, what, the thing that I would add to the miles is, is yeah, the AU circuits, the, the high school basketball, the college basketball was a lot, but I bet if you actually did the math 
and what my mom or our mom did and, and our dad did of driving us. I mean, when we were in elementary school and middle school, I mean, I don't know, Jason, you were probably getting into high school. Zach, you were late elementary or middle school. I was in elementary and Jordan was in elementary at one point where there was four of us all playing, you know, some type of basketball every day of the week. So I played, a, I had basketball practice on <clears throat> at, at Taft on the other side of town pretty much three times a week. So my mom would literally drive me across town, come back and I think drop Zach off at a practice, go an hour later, pick me up. And, and, and that was just a constant thing pretty much every night of the week growing up. So I would say the mileage probably came a lot just in the city of Cedar Rapids, Marion, mm. and the amount of practices and things that we went through. But um, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it speaks volumes to, to really who our mentors are in, in our parents. And um, they really started everything for us and raised us the right way. And um, now we're reaping the benefits of, you know, having a great close knit family just because we were, we were raised that way. And we were always raised to support each other and um, watching everyone to succeed has, has always been a, a, a great part of every, of all the success that every one of us has had. And Matt, uh, you and Jordan as the two younger ones, uh, you must have spent a lot of time in the back seat going back and forth to Madison and elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's people, don't, people don't see that. I mean, people don't, uh, don't realize some of the things that Jason or that Zach and, and myself and Jordan, I mean, especially me and Jordan that we did. I mean, we were always traveling to see Jason play, always traveling to see Zach play. And until we got to the point that we couldn't, I know. I didn't get to too many of Zach's basketball games because when I got to high school, our, our schedules are just very conflicting. But um, there's a lot of times where that was some of the coolest memories I have of uh, me and Jordan hopping in the car with my, with uh, mom and dad and going to see Jason play up at Wisconsin. And um, I mean, Jason being the first one, it, I mean, it just it, it was something so new to us. And I mean, Jason was was a, a big time basketball player in the Big Ten and um, just sharing some of those memories. And I think Zach, you mentioned it the, the last article about you know, hitting a pheasant and cracking the windshield and still, still powering through and going up to see those types of games. I mean, you forget about who they played. I do remember Jason didn't play very well that game, but you, you remember the the memories in the car of, you know, my mom going to the, getting the tra treatment in, in the training room at the call center at halftime, getting glassed out of her eyes. I mean, those are the types of things that, that you remember more than anything is, is those, uh, th those memories rather than the actual games, I feel like. Did, uh, uh, Jason, by leading the way, I mean, first of all, uh, I'll, I'll ask this. Jason went to Wisconsin, the oldest of, of you four. And I know that when anybody from Cedar Rapids, Marion, or from Eastern Iowa in general, leaves the area and goes to play somewhere else, especially to another Big Ten program, that's not easy. Uh and uh, you, you catch some flack from some people, not everybody, obviously. Most people understand and appreciate it. But uh, by, by Jason blazing that trail, that, that must have made an impression on the rest of you. And uh, you must have learned a whole lot from that. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that we learned from it all was that just to be um, – the unique thing about it is that everyone learned to just be comfortable in their own skin. And Jason was the one who obviously carved that path where if there was probably a little bit more stability in the Iowa men's basketball program, 
in an ideal world, all four of us would have been Iowa Hawkeyes. Like that's something that people don't realize. Like why did all three, why did the other three brothers turn their backs on the Hawkeyes? And we were all four born literally blocks away from Carver Hawkeye arena at Mercy hospital in Iowa city. That's where we grew up in the first few years of our life before we ultimately moved up to Marion, Iowa, where our mom went to school at and graduated from back in the early eighties. And that was one of the things that we all dreamed of being a Hawkeye at some point. We watched the Reggie Evans, the, Jeff Horners, the Greg Bruners of the world grow up. And that's who we cheered for on Saturday mornings when Jason and I got up and got on the little tight soup in our basement to shoot and who we wanted to mimic. Uh, and so when Jason went to Wisconsin, it wasn't necessarily one of those things that we didn't, we just wanted to see him be successful. And the success that he had in the four years just led to all of our own success, which led us to all carving our own paths. I know I ended up at Wisconsin myself, but I look at myself as an Air Force player, just like Matt was a Northern Iowa player, and just like Jordan is an Iowa Hawkeye. We all carved that own path that made us who we are. And the unique thing at the end of the day was how close we became through the process because we knew at the end of the day, once our careers were over, we were going to be able to rely on our three brotherhood at the end of the day. You three all played against Iowa and uh, Jason so many times. What, what, do you, what did you what did it feel like for you guys to, to uh, oh to come into Carver as as the visiting team? It was it was different. Um, I mean, there were plenty of times. I mean, like Zach said, that I was down there whether it was going to games during the Doctor Tom years or you know just going out on recruiting visits on things, and it just didn't happen to be the right fit, as you know and you know, going back on that, you know, it was different wearing an opposing jersey, but it still felt like home. I mean, you still knew tons of people, you know, a lot, majority of our high school all went to Iowa. So, you know, when we go play home games, you know, you laugh, but the first two rows were a lot of my high school friends and they got there early and, and everything. And they were where, and mm -hmm. they were Wisconsin shirts. There were things there. So we were all really close knit on it. So for me, you know, it was kind of bittersweet getting to play in front of them, you know, it, wasn't the same not being necessarily a Hawkeye but you know at the same time it was still kind of a homecoming so um you know that that was always 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 a fun feeling. Matt you got to play against Iowa a couple of times at UNI and this was this was after they stopped playing each other every year it was every other year in Des Moines and I I always thought and still think that that was well I wish they'd kept it the way it was I'll say that but but what was it like for you playing against Iowa a couple of times? Yeah, well, I think uh, Fran getting kicked out at U and I my redshirt year when I didn't play it uh, that that didn't really go over <laughs> very well at U and I. So that probably had a little something to do with it. But I mean, I, I understand it from both sides. I mean, obviously as a U and I guy, I it, it wasn't the greatest thing not to be able to go to Carver and have Iowa State and Iowa come in every other year to to your own place because those are those are the fun games. I mean, get past the you know what it looks like for the resume. I mean, just playing home state games. I mean, that's what makes it really fun. So obviously was a little disappointed. I never actually got to play at Hilton. I never got to play at Carver. All, all of my games against in state schools. Mm -hmm. Drake was at the, 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 the big four classic. And, and we were just happy. I mean, at you and I, we took any, any um, opportunity that we could. Um, so it didn't really matter the way we looked at it is it was, it was more of a neutral floor game, even though we didn't have near as many fans as Iowa state or Iowa, but um, we took pride in that. I mean, as you, as you and I, you know, we were always a little bit more of an underdog, but we felt like we were just as, as talented as, as those teams. And we showed that. I mean, we beat Iowa State, we beat Iowa. And, and of course, you're going to have some more pride, especially with, with I mean, personal pride, because I never got recruited by Iowa. 
Um, and, and like Jason, I mean, Jason had the opportunity, but me and Zach, we were always, I mean, we would have went to Iowa if we were given that opportunity, but um, with some of their coaching changes, obviously didn't work out very well. And then um, McCaffrey was a little bit new when I was already, already through the process. And um, I, I took some personal pride when we played Iowa, um, but I, I just wish, obviously we would have, we would have got to play them a little bit more, but um, it, it was just, like I said, more, more of a, taking advantage of the opportunities that we had at the big four. You three all played on teams that were big winners. I mean, you, I, I mentioned you've all been to NCAA tournaments, but I mean, you were on, all three of you were on excellent teams. What, what, this is a very vague question I know, but what was the best of the best moments for you guys in college basketball? Start with Jason. You go first. I'll let, I was going to let Zach go first because I already know what he's going to try and one-up all of us. So we'll oh, try and well, one-up him after him. <laughs> okay, okay. You sort it out. So the biggest thing is obviously playing, being in the Final Four, being a captain of the Final Four team, a team that we were supposed to be good, but we were by no means going to be in the Final Four. To have the opportunity to lead the team in the locker room and to have the relationships that I built that ended up being – uh, four guys that went on to sign NBA contracts. That's a rare opportunity that not many people get a experience. And to, I know a lot of people say that I, I never really played a whole lot on that team, but at the end of the day, I'm happy to know that I was the ninth man in the eight man rotation with the four guys who played in front of me all literally signed NBA contracts. So I can live with myself as much as some fans would refuse to say that I'm the worst of the Bohannon boys because of that fact. <laughs> the team was just too good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he, he Zach had some great teams on it. I mean, you look at his the the teams he was on there with the Final Four, and you know, I think you guys got, were top five. You found number one in the country at one point, Zach, on it. And you know, I think we got number one in the country my freshman year for one week, and then we lost back to back games, um, and then ended up losing to Ohio State in the Big Ten uh, the season finale, actually for the Big Ten title. But probably my highlight was, you know, probably winning the Big Ten title my sophomore year. You know, we had a great year my sophomore year. We were 31 and five. You know, we had big wins throughout. It's hard. I mean, there were so many various games that were big wins, but I think we were 31 and five and just got upset by a little small team called Davidson that year. And Steph Curry ended up having this little streak of about three or four games in a row of 40 plus points. And I think now everyone looks back, you know, that was a big upset, but it was. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you also got a, uh, you know, multi time MVP of the NBA on there. And you can look back and say, yeah, there's, there's probably a good reason why we ended up losing that game the way we did. <laughs> it took Steph Curry to knock you out of the tournament. That's it, not, it, it did. <laughs> let's, I also want to add, Jason probably doesn't remember this since he was playing, but during that Steph Curry run against Davidson, that was in Detroit, I believe, Jason, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. LeBron yeah. James was actually at the game cheering for Steph Curry and the Davidson Wildcats at that game. Yeah, he had about 24 points in about three and a half minutes or so on us. And they went from down a little bit to up about 20 there pretty quickly. So, <laughs> Jason, was, when, was, when you guys played against Steph Curry, did anything surprise you about him after that? Or were you like, I, I could see that coming? It was just his ability. I mean, he he's, has a great skill set. And in college and high division one, everyone has a great skill set on things, but it, it was his way that he could put a bunch of points together in such a short period of time. And, you know, you see that today still where, you know, he'll put up 20 points in like three minutes and you're like, where the heck did that come from? 
and he did that on us. I think it was like five possessions and it was like in a quick five possessions where we had two or three turnovers and a bad shot here and there. And before you know it, he hits four or five threes in a row and you're, and you're up by a couple points and all of a sudden looking down where you're down 14 or 15. And so, you know, that was the thing where you kind of knew that he was something special was when you could put that flurry of points together in that short of a span and act like it was nothing. And I think that was the one thing that he has. And he still does to this day. I mean, and he's having one of his, his best years ever this year still. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's talk about Jordan a little bit. Uh, for, well, I was, forgot about Matt's favorite moment. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I obviously, like I said, you forget about a lot of games and whatnot, but, but there are some that stick out. I mean, my, my favorite memories, I would say, would probably be any time in the NCAA tournament just because, um, I mean, a lot of people have never been a part of that, just don't understand what it's like to be a part of the team that makes the NCAA tournament. And even yesterday, once Mar- March calendar hits, you, mm-hmm. just, you just get this feeling and spring's hitting and weather's warming up and, you know, your, your comp- <clears throat> excuse me, your conference tournaments are coming up and then the NCAA tournament, just knowing that, you know, selection Sunday, your name's getting called no matter, no matter what happens, if you'd won the conference tournament, like we did the last couple of years. And then once you got on the court, I mean, my favorite thing was my senior year when we got on the court against Texas and, you know, we were, our, we were the arguably Cinderella team and, and we had all the confidence in the world. We're playing really good basketball and you just step on the court knowing that, 99% of the world thinks that you're going to lose this game, but you just have the, the most confidence knowing that it didn't matter who we were playing. We were going to have just as good a chance of anything. And, and then obviously that was a, a, a kind of a rough couple of days after that, but just, just mm-hmm. those experiences in the NCAA tournament are things you'll never, you'll never be able to forget about. Well, what, uh, I mean, you guys played for Bo Ryan and, and Matt, you played for Ben Jacobson uh, with, with, you, Matt, I mean, it just seems like that that uh, when when Jake's got the horses, confidence is never lacking. It doesn't matter. I mean, I was at that game in Oklahoma City with uh, when they beat Kansas. And I never sensed that that uh, the Panthers were intimidated or anything like that the day before the day of. It was almost as if they thought we're going to win. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, college basketball is all about playing right at the right times of the year. And um, I, I mean, the biggest thing is, is when you are playing good basketball, a lot of it just comes down to that confidence and, and, and having confidence in the system that you're in and having the coaches trusting you and you trust in the coaches. And I don't think that any, any of us three and then in Jordan included, I've ever had an issue with, with coaches trusting us. I mean, I had a, a I mean, coach Jake always, always, um, gave us all the confidence in the world. And it was just an expectation that you had that confidence. I know with Bo Ryan, I mean, I was constant. I mean, they just expected they were going to do the right things and win. And, and now you're seeing that with Jordan and coach and, and Fran, it's, it's, it's just an expectation. I mean, there's, there's really no, no other way to, to think about it rather than just expecting once you step on that court, that you're as good as anyone else in the country. And uh, Zach and Jason at Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin, would have these records, like you mentioned, 31 and five, but it would, this was an every year thing up there. It seemed mm-hmm. like how, how did he have those teams built for the long haul to, to be so consistently good over the course of months? What he, what he did, Mike, and, and he recruited guys. I mean, you look at the recruits he had, there was tons of top 50, top 50, top 100, very high ranking recruits. 
And a lot of these guys that were on our teams, if they were put in a different system, they would probably score 15, 20 points a game. But he got guys that were willing to buy into a system and all come together for a greater good. And you look at, you know, Zach's final four teams, things like that. You know, they had a lot of guys that were right around that 13, 14 points a game. Nothing groundbreaking by any means. But when you got five guys on the floor, eight guys that can all do that at any given time, you're really tough to defend and guard. And so, you know, what Coach Ryan always did is he got guys to buy together, come together as a team, and be very disciplined. That was a big thing. You know, they have defensive principles on, on things, offensive principles. And if you break those principles, he'll pull you out of the game. I know he was, he, he was notorious for just, you know, if a guy made a bad pass on the first possession with the turnover, he was out. We always joked around, you know, I think Trayvon did that one time at a game and he had a turnover literally within three seconds and he pulled him from the game. You know, that was just his thing. You take care of the ball, you get good shots and you do what's right. You guys are going to be very successful. And I think that's how you build a very good program is by getting a bunch of guys all coming together for the common good. You want to add to that, Zach? No, I think Jason nailed it. The biggest thing, and that was the, the discipline of Coach Ryan that he made and instilled into the players was the difference makers that he had set principles and he played to those foundation blocks that he built from the program and he did not stray from those. From day one that he got to Wisconsin, when he be, got a little bit of success and he just built and built and built on those same foundational principles, just like Coach Jacobson did at UNI. And you saw at the right times that you could put those blocks together and have some ultra success uh, at the end of the tournament. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it literally just came down to those principles that he instilled in you from day one that he just continued to build throughout the year. Uh, Jordan, uh, for as many people as there are who love college basketball and are fans of it, uh, you know, and people like me, I'm the first to admit it. I don't know what players really go through. Uh, with with Jordan's foot issue earlier in his career and, and then two hip surgeries, uh, what's it been like for him to get to this point where he's come back to being a vital contributor for a team that's ranked fifth in the country? I think just taking a step back for going back to your point about our family's success the biggest thing for our family's legacy is that people don't realize the sacrifices from a physicality standpoint like you just highlighted with Jordan but taking a step back with our entire family like I think we've counted that between us four Bohannon boys from just basketball we've had 14 surgeries like major surgeries and that included eight certain eight knee surgeries between Jason and myself that we've all tore meniscus eight separate times like that Jack Nungie just had um, and that's not even counting if you compare it to our dad, who obviously just played football, he had more surgeries than all of us combined. Uh -huh. so, just those sacrifices that we've put up with in our bodies. Yeah, all those points and all those assists and all those wins that our teams and each of us individually collectively had, the toll that our bodies had was probably the biggest factor of our success was that we just we did what it took to stay on the court and stay healthy. And Jordan's kind of the epitome of that entire mindset is that he battled through and knew. Um, whether it was his freshman year to his sophomore year, it was plantar, plantar fasciitis to now his two hip surgeries that he's battled back through. He did it at the right times because he said, look, I'm going to just continue to play through it. I'll have the surgery immediately once the season's over and then have an entire off season to recover. And that's what's led him to his success by just staying healthy and being able to be on the court, whether he had to battle through injuries or not, just like all of us boys have had to do throughout our entire careers. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and Jordan's had, um, you know, his fair share of injuries, and that just comes with the territory on stuff. You know, I mean, you putting in the amount of time, the work ethic he has, you know, it's just wear and tear on the body. And that's part of playing at a high caliber basketball and playing in the Big Ten or any any league in college basketball. But I think a lot of times there, you know, people don't see what's going on behind the scenes with stuff. You know, I don't think Jordan's really had a full 100% healthy season at all on, on anything on it because there's always been some form of things. And that's not just Jordan. That's, you know, you go down the list on guys, you're always going to have ailments on it. And I think that's the hard part is that, you know, there might be a reason why he's a step slow that day or, or, or Luca has missed shots that game. You don't always see that, but you only see when they're in the spotlight on things. You don't see the practices that aren't necessarily being played or things like that to get up to speed to be able to play every single game. Matt, do you have anything to uh, uh, relate to that with your own career? Yeah, no, I mean, Jason and Zach pretty much hit, hit, <clears throat> hit the nail on the head there. I mean, um, we've, all been, we've all gone through a lot of things a lot of people haven't seen, and I mean, just, just even personally speaking to myself, I mean, I, I always seem to get hurt when the NCAA tournament came, came around the last couple of years, but um, you know, just, just, I, I think that's what a lot of people will remember all four of us as is just a bunch of fighters that were, were that wanted to power through anything for the betterment of the team. And um, you can go down the list, like Zach said, and each and every one of us have, have had something behind the scenes that maybe people didn't know about, a lot of things, a lot of the things with Jordan right now is he's just in the era that things and information is passed a lot easier. So um, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of people are able to, you know, know about things maybe a little bit more now than they used to in the past. And uh, but, but just a, a testament to what Jordan's been able to do with his whole career is just fight through everything. And Jordan's willing to tell people about these things I've noticed, yeah. uh, which brings me to another question, I guess is, is uh, he sort of made a mark for himself or, or cleared his own turf as a personality as well as a ball player. And I, I mean, we, I can list, I mean, several moments leap to mind from, from um, missing the free throw to not break streets, Chris streets record to uh, hosting a podcast to the, the shoes thing at Iowa state to getting involved with NIL to just to, not being afraid to speak whatever's on his mind. Is this the person he's always been? Um, he's always been an independent thinker and he's always been someone that doesn't like to take his brother's advice on things. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I would say that's always been kind of in his mentality on stuff. Um, you know, he, he likes to sometimes maybe push the envelope a little bit on things. But that's just part of his character. And I think some of that is just because he's always has that chip on his shoulder on things where he's always fighting back because, you know, growing up, you know, he's always getting comparisons to older brothers or whatever like that, you know, or, you know, trying to do certain things. So I think from that, that's where he gets his motivation is, is, is being outspoken and, and kind of going against the grain. You've got, I mean, you've got obviously the, the widest range and age difference with him. Uh, has that helped you? when it comes to, you know, advising him or making suggestions or just saying, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Um, somewhat, or sometimes he just says I'm too old and too far removed from basketball now. Huh. Uh, but you know, we, we did, and we've had the widest range range. And, you know, I think back on it, shoot, when I was a sophomore in college, he'd come up to the, you know, the little kids camps at Wisconsin when he was in, you know, third, fourth grade. 
I need to stay overnight and stuff. So, you know, we had such a wide range on it that, you know, we were in such different aspects of our athletic career where Jordan got to be around all that stuff at a, at an early age, which I think has helped him a lot. You know, he's gotten accustomed to big 10 basketball because he's been around national player of the year guys before with Alondo Tucker and, and those guys like that. I mean, he'd come into the locker room and hang out with us after the games and all that. So, you know, with that, you know, is he's had different experiences, but I think it's been very positive for him in the long term because of that. Um, but even still, you know, he still is going to do his own thing. He'll take advice when he asks for it, but if he doesn't ask for it, he really doesn't want it a lot of times. So that's just kind of how he's always been. <laughs> he, he told the story just recently about, well, it was when Wisconsin, right before Wisconsin played at Carver this year, which was not that long ago about how he stayed at your apartment in Madison mm -hmm. a couple of years. I think you obviously can tell the story, uh, while he was at, uh, grade school basketball camps. Um, why don't you tell the story? Yeah. So when, uh, I mean, in, in college, when you're playing, you know, they have the summer basketball camps and, and you can kind of work those as a, as a counselor. And that's kind of your form of compensation for the summer on a lot of stuff there to do things. And so, you know, we'd always work those camps and Jordan came up for, uh, you know, an advanced camp and coach Gary close, who, you know, was previously at Iowa and everything before, which was a huge reason why I ended up at Wisconsin. Um, you know, he wanted Jordan to come up early, you know, and Jordan was the youngest one at the camp. I don't even think Jordan was of age yet for it. He was a year younger, but they made that exception for him just so he can get in that environment and be around and all that stuff. And, you know, he didn't know anyone, anything like that. And, you know, so my mom asked, you know, can you just stay with you at your apartment for the week on things? And so he stayed at, he stayed at our apartment there and he hung out with all our, you know, teammates, things like that. And just got to, you know, hang around with us and I think for him that was you know kind of neat just seeing the atmosphere things like that he obviously got other experiences he didn't necessarily where other ones did because you know he'd get to go in the locker room if he needed a you know a Gatorade or a Powerade you know we'd go in there and get a, that form out of the locker room where other kids are at the water fountain and everything so <laughs> you know he he had different access maybe that others didn't but uh yeah it was it was a neat experience for him and you know he performed well and he got to be around college coaches early on you know, he was around, you know, Ben Jacobson, he was around coach Ryan. He was, he was around all of those guys at an early age. So I think from expectation standpoint, that always helped him because he knew what he was getting into. I'll put this out here for all of you. Has he done anything or things in his career at Iowa that have surprised you? Someone. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys, I just talked. <laughs> I mean, I'll let you finish that, Zach, but I mean, I would say no. I mean, I, I, initially when he got to college, obviously everyone knows the story. He was very under-recruited, um, didn't have a lot of options. And uh, I, I think that's what makes our family appreciate Coach McCaffrey and um, and the Iowa staff for so much more is because they gave the kid a shot. And, and I, I still remember when I left college, I mean, the, the biggest piece of uh, of thanks that I could ever give coach Jake. I mean, we had our differences, but my biggest thanks to him was you gave me a shot you gave me an opportunity to, to, to perform at a high level and, um, and, and, and do some of those things. And I think for Jordan, when he first got to college, I, I mean, I didn't know what kind of player he was going to be. I always know he was, he was skilled. He was talented. He was going to work extremely hard and he was going to continue to get better and better. Um, but when he started to play his freshman year and I'll let Zach, I'm sure you'll probably lead into the Notre Dame game. But once he started playing like that and having playing with confidence, like we all knew he was capable of, 
after that point, I knew it was, it, it was a, a no brainer. They was only going to keep getting better and better. And, and, and as you've seen over his career, I mean, he's, he's now arguably one of the best Iowa players that's ever gone through the university. Um, and, and hopefully that, that, can, uh, that career continues here for the next few weeks as well, too. Yeah. I would just like to echo those same sentiments that Matt just mentioned was um, we knew he was going to have a successful career at Iowa once he was given that shot. And it was really unique. And I've said this in different interviews multiple times before, but his first career start came after a two game stint at Destin, Florida. They played and got their butts kicked against Virginia um, his freshman year. Um, and they ended up making a change in the starting lineup. They started my brother over Christian Williams at that time. And he ended up, uh, it was at Notre Dame and our family all growing up uh, Catholic. It was kind of a really cool moment how it all kind of came into fruition where his first start happened. And unfortunately they lost that game, but I think he was like seven for 15 from three point range. He had 24 points. Um, and that was kind of the game that propelled himself that, Hey, look, this is an ACC big 10 challenge game. I was on a big stage on ESPN and he's like, I was, I deserve to be there. And when he said that to himself and realized that that kind of just propelled him to all the success that he had going forward was that, that 24 points. And I think he even had like seven or eight assists. He's like, I can continue to do this game in and game out because we're not even going to be playing this type of caliber team every single game. And mm. that just led them. And like Matt said, the surprise wasn't necessarily there, but we were just excited that he was given that shot and that he was able to take advantage of it when he was given it. Do you have favorite Jordan moments from his Iowa career? I mean, there've been so many, but are there things that just are lodged in your memories? The Wisconsin game for Jason Zach freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for the record, I want to say that was exactly four years ago today that he made that shot against our alma mater. And there was video evidence on ESPN of Jason and me cheering against Wisconsin at the Cole Center. And I don't think I'll ever be able to live that down. Now we're in Iowa stuff, though. I'll, I'll give him that. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a black uh, jacket on. <laughs> What was that like to see him um, and Jason? I mean, you and Zach lived the Wisconsin life and you were ingrained in Wisconsin and there you are in Cole Center and your brother is is uh, taking out the Badgers. I mean, it was, it was a, a neat moment. I mean, there was so many things there, you know, that kind of were happening all at once, whether, you know, Jordan's motivation on things by kind of being overlooked by Wisconsin ultimately on things and trying to give him the chance and again wanting to prove someone wrong on something you know and that kind of all played into that into that but you know the whole the whole thing was kind of surreal that he would have that opportunity that year his freshman year to, to go do that and kind of you know elaborating on your question earlier with points uh, there's been so many of them Mike I mean there hasn't been one individual one that sticks out he's had so many things where there's just been a flurry of points that he's had you know, the Northwestern comeback win, the, you know, the Indiana game where I think he had like two points going into the final two minutes and ended up with like 20 some plus points. And he hit like five crazy threes all back to back at the end of the fourth quarter or the end of the second half and, and, and uh, overtime. And so, you know, there's just, you know, so many of them. And it's, it's just surreal that there's, you know, two regular seasons left that he games that he has left. And hopefully there's many more of those moments here that kind of takes them longer into, the, into March, but you know, it's, it's been fun to watch and we look forward to continuing here over the next month. What, I mean, I guess the, I don't know if you call it coincidence or irony or what, but his last home games against Wisconsin, it's, <laughs> it's Sunday. 
And, you know, we've, we've talked about it to death this season about how there's, there aren't fans there other than family members in Carver. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be a real, in my mind, it won't be a real seniors day. Uh, I think they've got to have a day for those guys next season, don't you? Zach, I'll let you answer that one. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a great point, but it's going to be hard to, if there are players like Luca or Jordan or whoever who are technically seniors this year and they honor or don't honor them, it'll be hard for them to come back because they'll be already moving on. Yeah. By them not being here next year, it's by default. They're doing something else, whether overseas or playing in the NBA, hopefully for some of their sakes and whatnot. So uh, it'll just be really difficult from a logistical standpoint to, uh, do that but it's a it's a great point and I mean it's going to be really unfortunate I just saw it at, at Wisconsin they just had their six seniors all get honored and they had and in addition to the senior managers and there was no family members there was no fans even at the game including family members and they had a nice video tribute but we've seen that when it was Luca breaking the all-time Iowa scoring record to my brother breaking the record they showed these awesome videos at the at Carver or wherever they were at and they had no fans to be able to kind of uh, honored those those um, those stats that were unknown until now once they broke them so uh, I guess in short it's just going to be really hard it's just a weird time in the pandemic that uh, is going to be weird to see how we play it next year mm-hmm. well uh, there are going to be fans allowed at the NCAA tournament which is I mean they're going to be there so Maybe this thing gets to end well after all in that regard. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope they make a long run and you got fans there and um, you got, I mean, you know, anytime there's fans that can go, I was always going to have a good support and, and, and hopefully that can, that continues there and they're able to make some noise in, um, in the tournament and everything, you know, things are looking good right now, but you know, you got to, a lot of times the bracket's got to fall right on yeah. things and you don't know who's going to get hot either. I mean, there's always those teams that you don't think anything of that are just, you know, they're, they're just playing out of their minds at that time because they have that type of motivation or they're just feeling that confident. So the NCAA tournament's tough. You know, I think there's, there's, there's such a level playing field across all conferences, you know, whether it's the big 10 or you go to the, you know, the Mac or, or MVC, a lot of those teams, Mike, they can all compete against each other. You know, I don't think there's a, there's necessarily a huge discrepancy in a lot of those ones with the good teams. And so I think the NCAA tournament's going to be the good team. So they got to come ready to play each and every game because you never know which one they're going to, they're going to come up against. And Zach, we told your story in the Gazette years ago, but you were going to see every single game Jordan played at Iowa and the pandemic put the kibosh on that through no fault of your own. But as somebody who's driven to a lot of Iowa basketball games the last three years, my amazement at what you've done, uh, you, you can't believe. What's it been like for you traveling the Midwest and beyond for four winters and doing that? And, and, and what, what possessed you to do it? I, I like to joke with people that if I was as mature as my two other brothers, Jason and Matt, who are both married and have significant others. And now Matt, who's mature enough to be bringing in the first Bohannon grandchild into the family coming this summer um, with his wife being pregnant, I probably would not never been able to go to all of Jordan's games. So uh, it's just the unique nature of me being single and having the, the freedom and flexibility with my work to be able to do that. 
Um, so I think just in general, though, having the opportunity to be there side by side after the games, uh, like you said, the pandemic has kind of changed that even when I've been able to go to the games. I don't know how many Iowa games have played this year, 24-ish, and I've been to all but five of them um, due to some of the arenas and states that weren't allowing any fans, including family or media members. Um, and so the biggest thing that I tried to tell Jordan was, I don't care how you play. Like, I just want to make sure that I'm there for you and you have a sounding board presence at the end of games. Um, and my parents have been there side by side for the vast majority of them as well. And just to have him be able to talk to someone so he doesn't have to live in that bubble. I guess Matt's probably the only one who's seen the social media environment change at such a, such a substantial and rapid pace over the course of our careers. Like when Jason started at Wisconsin, there was no social media um, really echo chamber of when you played a bad game, you got crucified immediately. Like we Thank were just, God there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and like literally the only cr a criticism you would have would be in the newspaper the next day. And we were or just Coach Ryan. Or, or Coach Ryan. <laughs> and that was the biggest thing that Matt probably start started seeing the transition of. I saw it vaguely with our year, but even like Twitter, Twitter was more of a positive influence back in the early to the, like the last decade, early in the decade. And it's really changed into a warped environment where you're seeing this rapid criticism and to just make sure that whether it was Jason or Matt or myself or my parents to be able to be there for Jordan, whether he played good or bad, just to know that we're there for you. Like at the end of the day, your career is going to end at some point. And you got to understand that right now, Jason, Matt and myself are best friends. Like, yeah, we love seeing our teammates and love seeing all the relationships we built at our respective schools and whether it was weddings or get togethers that we've been able to get back to them. But us brothers are what's going to be that eternal light that's going to be there once your career is over. And that's what our parents had instilled in us from day one. And what we're proud to say now, after all of our careers have ended, that we're trying to instill into Jordan to make sure that he understands that once his career ends, whenever it may be. This has struck me a lot covering college football and basketball is that at, at the end of the game and after the players have left the locker rooms, uh, the constant is the family. I mean, your teammates, yes. And then beyond that, everybody's cleared out except the families. And those are the, I mean, that's the fans come and go and fans go up and down like a roller coaster, but the families are a constant. And uh, I would, I would, it's pretty easy to see that you've all been that for each other. Yeah, we, I mean, we've tried to be, um, you know, we've tried to be at, as, as, as much of a sounding board or as a support system as we can be, you know, whether it was at games for, you know, Matt with at UNI or, or Zach at Wisconsin or Jordan at Iowa or even in high school with games in AU. We've always tried to be around and be supportive there anytime there was. And I think a, a lot of that just kind of comes back from our parents and how they how they raised us to, to, to be close-knit and always be there for one another and be supportive because there's going to be good times and bad, but you always need someone there to kind of help push you along. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's been a, a very strong thing within our family. Uh, I'd like each of you to answer this as we're winding this down, but how do you think you'll feel Sunday? And I know Sunday's not the last game. I know that there's, there could be a few round trips to Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. But this is the last go-round in Carver. Uh, how do you guys think that you'll feel? I mean, you guys will be the senior day audience, basically. It won't be – it's just it's, – it's, it's family in the stands. Uh, 
what emotions will you be going through? I mean, besides being Jordan's last home game, it's it's kind of it's getting close to the end of the line for 15 years of you guys being in Division One basketball, and and it's it's been like a constant 15 years. There hasn't been a gap where there wasn't at least one of you. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say start with a couple things here. The first thing is 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 Jordan does have an option to come back. So I don't have any say on what he can or cannot do, but if I was in his position and I had another year of school, I know what I'd choose looking back now. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think Jason and Zach would echo that too. That you got another year of college basketball and I mean, go play it. I mean now, but, but I'm 27 years old and I, I, you know, I have a different perspective. He's, uh-huh. you know, fifth year college. A lot of his close friends have left. He's one of the oldest ones there different environment for him and it's been a lot tougher year obviously as you can imagine so he might be in a different mindset but um, that'd be my piece of advice to him but but if this is his last game which it probably will be you're right it, it's the end of an era I mean you've, you've watched you know now now four brothers that have, that have tried to do it the right way and, and be unselfish play for the team and just be winners and and, and um, be supportive of, of their teammates and and um, try and be an integral parts of, of every one of their teams, which I think you can go down the line here, Jason, Zach, to myself, and now Jordan, we have all been very instrumental in every one of our team's success. And um, it, it's going to be a, obviously a, a sad moment knowing that that is, it is coming to an end, but um, we have a lot to be proud of. I mean, we have a lot to be proud of and um, I, I am excited for, for what's next because we don't have to worry about, you know, okay, fall's coming around, basketball season starts. <laughs> We don't have a lot of that to worry about, but I mean, I know just personally myself, I mean, kid on the way, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the future as well, too, knowing that um, we have a lot to be proud about and um, lots, lots to look back on and, and we'll have many holidays to, to talk about all the great memories we've had. And Matt, I neglected to ask this earlier and I, I feel like I should have, but, but uh, as, as I, uh, your other two brothers answer that same question, I'd like them to tell, tell us, but, but starting with you, uh, what are you doing now? Because so, obviously, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, just uh, professionally, I mean, you've, you've, you've all moved on from basketball and, and uh, you know, you've, to use a sports cliche, taken the ball and run. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because we all, I mean, I think Jason and Zach could say, you, we all thought we were going to play basketball our whole, the rest of our lives and go to the NBA and do all that. And then you realize that, there's a lot of people that, that can do what we did pretty good too, and maybe a little bit more athletic than we could. So our futures have, have shifted a little bit. So the great thing is I can thank Zach a lot for that. Zach was always integral and, you know, making sure academics was a huge part of, of my time at college as well as Jordan's. And um, so I got a business major, accounting and finance, went the accounting route, didn't really enjoy it very much and ended up drifting back to the finance side. So I'm actually working with, uh, with my dad and Jason and, um, a little bit more of the family business. Zach's not not involved, but just having a lot of fun with it. Um, a big re- reason why I was able to come here was freedom. My first year out of college was Jordan's freshman year, and I think I got to three basketball games because I couldn't leave work and mm-hmm. uh, whatnot. And I, I wanted to come here to be able to to have a little bit more flexibility on that side. So I'm um, having a lot of fun with it over here. Well, fantastic, and, and congratulations on the family. Thank you, uh, Jason. How about you? Uh, back to that original question. How do you think you'll feel Sunday? You know, it'll, it'll be bittersweet. You know, I, I think, you know, you think back on how fast time goes by, you know, when, whether it was us playing or Jordan playing, 
you know, time just goes by so quick. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago where Jordan was playing down in, you know, in Destin against, you know, Virginia and those teams as a true freshman and, and everything. And just time goes by fast. Um, so, you know, it's been a, a lot of games we've been able to watch and attend and go to. Um, like Matt said, you know, Jordan has the option. I, I don't know if he will or won't. Um, more than likely, this will be his last game there. But at, at, at the same being, you know, I don't. I think Jordan still has some basketball in his in his thoughts, and I think he'll still want to play a little bit longer, whether that's you know professionally in the states or overseas, and he'll have some opportunities to do that. Um, just like a lot of the, you know, the, the players uh, at the division one level will. Um, but, you know, his big thing is we always say, you know, you get out of your system before you decide to move on and do other things. I don't think that's, he's quite there yet. He still enjoys it. You know, he's feeling healthy, uh, healthier than what he has in the past and everything. And so um, a lot of, a lot of it just kind of, kind of depends on how he feels with it, but, you know, we're, we're looking forward to it. You know, this time of the year is fun, even though there's kind of that sad moments where it's the last game there, there's still hopefully, you know, many more games, you know, hopefully they play it, you know, uh, three games in the Big Ten tournament and get another six or so in the NCAA tournament and, mm-hmm. and, and, and keep going well into, into March in that first week of April. Uh, you would love to be intimately reacquainted with Indianapolis, I guess, huh? We, we would be, yes, yes. Indianapolis would not be a bad place to be over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Zach, same question for you. Oh, and it's a great question. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist by nature. And I guess the, uh, just like Matt said, the future is as what we've always prided ourselves on, no matter if we had a bad game or a bad day or whatever it was in college or in high school that we were always instilled to always look for towards the future. And Matt had hit it right when he said that he's excited for what's next with his own family. He's we're having the first hand grandchild come into our family and yeah, it might be 15 or uh, 16 <laughs> years before we get to get them to high school, but uh, it's going to be a really cool thing to finally start families of our own and kind of just continue to look back at the careers that all four of us have had and just continue to compare those stories that we we've been able to get throughout our college and high school careers. And um, like Jason said, we're still, hoping and hopeful that Jordan's going to be able to make a deep run in the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament uh, because as Chad Listikow from the Des Moines Register he asked me for a comment on what's what's your initial take on Jordan breaking the all-time assist record and I told him that I like my point guards who win championships and Chad responded back he still has a chance to win a couple this year uh, and so that's what we're hoping for is that we're hoping that he gets a Big Ten championship under his belt and then gets an NCAA championship or a Final Four appearance and to continue build that legacy that he built upon uh, so we don't have to continuously give him crap that he was the only one of us four who never won a state championship in high school. I can't thank you guys enough for doing this, taking an hour out of a work day. Uh, I've enjoyed and learned a lot here just in this short period of time. And, and uh, you guys have been great ambassadors for Cedar Rapids Marion for this whole run. And uh, you've got a last name that's not going to be forgotten in this town. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. We appreciate all, all the good publicity you've given us for all the years. You've done a great job for all of us. All yeah, right. I would like to say that as well. We're actually in the process of moving, and we were looking through all the old newspapers articles. Believe it or not, we kept every single story that our family was mentioned in just because at some point we wanted to look back at them because we never, ever enjoyed them. And there was a lot of columns that Mike Colossus's name was in. So we appreciate all the support and publicity that you gave our families, whether it was at uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, you and I. Uh, throughout our time uh, in college. Well, I always say it helps to have good material. <laughs>
<laughs> you, you guys have all been that and then some. And uh, thanks to all of you again for doing this. And uh, uh, I'll see you from across the arena Thursday and Saturday night in Carver or Thursday Sounds and uh, Sunday morning. Sounds good. Yeah. That was Jason, Matt, Zach Bohannon, and uh, much thanks to them. And thanks to Nathan Ford again for producing this. And next week, Nathan and I will be back and we'll be talking about the Big Ten tournament that's coming up. Thanks for watching, everybody.